listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Wherever you are on planet Earth, wherever you are in the USA, you're listening to Paul McGuire. And this is a program that has been on the air in different forms for really decades. Because the research that I've been doing goes back decades. And I don't usually uh, give uh, the full extent of, of the time span for only one reason. I have every right to brag. I have every right to defend myself. My goal is never to brag. My goal is not to defend myself. The only time I would use an offensive verbal strategy in terms of laying out my credentials, etc., is to uh, conduct uh, a proactive strike against people that may think that, hey, well, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, blah, 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 blah. So sometimes in the media, you'll notice people, especially people who advance uh, ideas which are true, and they and they platform them like me uh, decades in advance. And I'm not the only one. There are uh, a small percentage of others, and I want to emphasize small. Um, most people have been clueless, and this is what baffles me when I occasionally uh, surf the internet, etc. You know, I'm glad. I really am glad to see that many of the words, the terms, the verbiage, the concepts, the facts that I was communicating 30-plus years ago um, were literally unknown uh, among the average American, the masses. I mean, literally, they, they thought you were from, they thought I was, they didn't say it, but they thought it, <laughs> they thought I was from Planet X. But I'm not from Planet X. And you know what's very interesting? Uh, I found this fascinating. Uh, Harari, who is the uh, kind of the right-hand man to Klaus Schwab, Professor Klaus Schwab, head of the World Economic Forum. Now, Harari is, in my opinion, a genius, uh, a defective genius. and, and Please let me add that uh, qualifier to my remark that he's a genius. He is a genius, but remember, we live in a land of fools. We live in a nation and a world of fools. And I'm not talking about the working class and the middle class, who at least have common sense, not all of them, but a percentage of them. I'm talking about the leaders, the rulers. The, the people who are controlling your life and my life, for the most part, uh, they are zombies. They are the walking dead. They, they have little or no knowledge at all uh, regarding the decisions they're making on any given topic. And those that do have a certain percentage of knowledge on any given topic and are making the decisions for your life and my life and our children's lives, uh, there's a very dangerous percentage of them who, in my opinion, are psychopaths, 
sociopaths, pathological. What do I mean by a sociopath? I think you know what I mean. A sociopath is actually worse, in my opinion, than a psychopath. Because a sociopath, Jeffrey Dahmer, and the only reason his name comes to my mind is because they're always promoting. Netflix is doing such a wonderful job in in building a healthy uh, community and culture in, in America. And it's not just Netflix. It's, it's all the media whores who, who sell their souls for ratings and glamorize uh, people like the, the serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. And I, I won't get into his uh, far worse crimes of cannibalism, etc. Our, our America doesn't, America, its children, its soul doesn't need any more information, even if it's done under the guise of entertainment about people like Jeffrey Dahmer and the endless list of these uh, dramatic, episodic TV shows and movies, which they're, they're a form of psychic fentanyl or psychic heroin or psychic crack cocaine. The human being the human neurological system is very vulnerable to all kinds of biochemical addictions. And when uh, a human being and many people in America, for example, America, I think, has the highest rate, think of this, with all our electronic toys, with all our so-called freedoms, with all the so-called benefits, so-called benefits that we have as Americans. America is on the top of the list in the world as the number one nation in uh, having a lousy education and all kinds of mental illness like depression and anxiety and an entire an entire diagnostic manual of psychiatric and psychological disorders are are uh, all over the public. Now, why do you think that is? It's because America uh, was given a promise by God. At one time, we had the American dream. Don't ever minimize. Don't ever buy in. Don't ever surrender, never ever surrender a serious discussion regarding the reality of the American dream to fools who may come into your presence in various ways. The moment you surrender the validity and the historical reality of the American dream, which only could have been birthed out of the climate of a strong biblical worldview, which was given to us by the Bible-believing, spirit-filled pilgrims and Puritans. It was only out of that environment that America was able to prosper economically, 
that we had so many freedoms, like freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press, and so on and so forth. Only America had the rich, fertile soil that contained in that rich, fertile soil the minerals, the nutrients that are necessary to produce vegetables and fruits, etc., and an economy and freedoms and uh, uh, all kinds of uh, entrepreneurial uh, philosophies. Only America had the rich soil that contained the nutrients that were able to produce the American dream. You can scour planet Earth far and wide. You can go to any nation. You can go back into history. You have to, you have to sever uh, your umbilical cord. Most of us have a, are attached to an umbilical cord that was uh, embedded into us by the social engineers and the indoctrination of the public school system, which gave us a counterfeit form of community and family. But what was really going on was that we were being fed via uh, artificial means. Uh, we, we were fed be a kind of psychic umbilical cord, um, all kinds of false ideas uh, that have has ultimately poisoned the spiritual atmosphere of our nation. And that's where we are now. Now, <clears throat> we are we are so far deeper into the primordial forests of antiquity that most of us don't realize it. America, despite all this talk about follow the science, you know, I wanted to be a scientist when I was uh, a young kid, when I was in, uh, I, I guess seriously, I wanted to be a scientist beginning in, oh, I don't know, preschool, and then it started to flower in, um, first grade, et cetera, et cetera. I really wanted to be a scientist, so I read the biographies of all the great scientists from the public library. Man, what a blessing the public library was back then when I was a child. You see, because I didn't have the temptation to become an idiot, I, I, I didn't have an opportunity to yield to that temptation. I was like every other kid of my age. Believe me, if they had had cell phones and laptops and uh, Facebook pages and all the rest of that garbage, I would have been addicted and hooked uh, to social media just like every other kid. And if I, if I had allowed myself to go down the Niagara Falls of, of uh, a free flowing of stupidity, and being dumbed down. Believe me, I'm not better than anybody else. I would have dived right in. I would have dived right in. But 
by God's grace, many of you also experience God's grace. Back then, I was only allowed to watch a limited amount of hours of TV per day or per week. And believe me, I was a junkie like, like you. I mean, when my parents weren't around, uh, I would watch, you know, eight hours of TV a day. Now, the movies and shows that I watched were a lot better. They were the they were the westerns, the black and white westerns, the black and white comedy shows, the black and white dramas, and at least those black and white uh, films and TV shows taught at that time morality, patriotism, virtue, and right and wrong. Yes, it was to a limited and imperfect degree, but that's far better than what we have today. Far better than what we have today. Today we have, you know what we have, but let me describe it for you. Today we have, in the form of episodic television, television, films, movies, the internet, all electronic communication. Today what we have is a literal blitzkrieg of nihilism, amorality, immorality, and the total downward spiral of all the, the virtuous cultural values that came from the Bible uh, in America, all the moral values, all the religious values, all the values that back then we took for granted, like the values of a right and a wrong. <clears throat> Nobody was rebelling against it. It was a given. There was a right and a wrong. So you, many of you, not all of you, but many of you, like me, by the grace of God, I escaped having my mind or my brain shoved down the garbage disposal, you know, like the one in your kitchen. I'm going to be a little graphic, but I'm trying to make a point. The garbage disposal in your kitchen is where you, you know, supposedly throw certain types of garbage. And you flick a switch, and there's a, a motor, a powerful motor, and it'll grind up things like eggshells and certain kinds of vegetables, et cetera, et cetera. So, so the garbage disposal grinds up your garbage into a finer, thinner state, which will then flush down the piping into the sewer system. Well, that's what social media, television, and episodic. TV does to our minds and to your children's minds. What it does is it sucks out any remaining virtue, values, moral values, any remaining patriotism, any remaining religious beliefs, any remaining beliefs in an absolute right and an absolute wrong. And with the flick of a switch, it grinds it up and pulverizes it, so it makes it disappear from your mind and the mind and the consciousness of your children. So that's where we are now. Now, uh, I had to make some changes, quite frankly, in the last two years, 
because during the last two years, I found myself more at home, more isolated than normal, because normally I would be on the road ministering, etc. Now, because of the Orwellian demand for ID cards and the coming digital ID and all the rest of the totalitarian measures uh, seized in a power grab by our overlords, those the ability to travel and speak has been curtailed significantly. So, um, because I was able to get certain channels free, I found myself sampling and watching shows that were, yes, classified as mainstream shows. Uh, You know, the ratings of the shows that I chose, these shows had the highest ratings. And so I thought I was in relatively safe territory. In addition, because I was a filmmaker and uh, trained as a screenplay writer for many years, I had to be acquainted, familiar with, and immerse myself in uh, the dynamics of things like character development, uh, screenplay writing, and things of that nature. So I could be both connected and up to speed with uh, episodic TV and films, etc. So, I'm just giving you one or two examples, and probably there's a fair amount of you that went through this experience that I did. So I began, what did I begin watching? First of all, I, 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 I knew instinctively that I shouldn't be watching, um, uh, what was it, Breaking Bad. I just, I just knew. I mean, come on, it's obvious. The, the, the so-called middle-class father with his dysfunctional middle-class wife, he's dysfunctional too, his son is dysfunctional, because God forbid Hollywood should ever show you a functional family, because God forbid Hollywood would expose a functional family to you so that you might learn the dynamics of a functional family and a healthy family and then replicate it and spread it throughout our society. God forbid that that should happen. When you say, why do you say that? How can you be so bold? What do you know? You know, Who are you to say that? Who am I to say that? I'm no different than you. And it's just, I'm saying it, you're not. Now, I'm not putting you down because I have the opportunity to say it. But I can't do it myself. I need your help. I need your help. Um, to win this greatest battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. And you can help me by praying to the Lord and donating financially and contributing financially whatever it is the Lord puts on your heart. So whatever the Lord is telling you to give, that's what you give. We're fighting a spiritual war. The armies that are better financed, are going to be victorious. The armies that have no budget for a spiritual warfare are going to be enslaved and conquered. Pretty easy math to get, right? Yeah, you've got it. 
Okay. So I gave in because I got so many friends in the you know, professionals in, in, in the entertainment business. And they said, you've got to watch Breaking Bad. So my wife and I watched Breaking Bad. First, we, we had a mixed reaction. First, we were both shocked. And secondly, we were blown away <clears throat> by the exceptional quality of the screenplay writing, the acting, the directing, and the editing. Because if you're going to critique uh, an artist's work, you, the, the first thing you've got to do is be honest. You can't just be, you know, waving the banner of, you can't just be waving the banner, of, and I'm not putting her down. Please don't mistake what I'm saying. But back in Amy Simple McPherson's time, and I realize she's a controversial figure, <clears throat> and I want you to know that I'm not, I don't consider myself an apologist or an excuse maker for the problems that Amy Simple McPherson had in her ministry, of which there were a lot of one, such as she disappeared from the beach in Santa Monica. I think it was for a couple of weeks. Nobody knew where she was, and then she came back with this concocted story of how the mob grabbed her, and uh, that was her excuse. Now, I'm not judging her, and I'm, it's not that I'm not judging her because I'm a fool. I'm, I'm not a fool. And there are a lot of big holes in her story. It's just that if I was sitting in a jury listening to the evidence, I would have problems with uh, her account of what she claims happened to her. But, again, I've heard people defend her, people I respect, and I'm not saying I'm just rolling over and believing her account, but I will walk away from her situation and say, there are two sides to that story. Again, I'm not a champion of Amy Simple McPherson, but she took on the radical left in California in its time, and she took on the mob and the mob's uh, lucrative booze and alcohol business in that time. And there are a lot of uh, Christians that really don't know what they're talking about and don't have the ability to d discern the difference between, let's say, a pea and a pod. Um, who, you know, Amy makes simple McPherson is their favorite bashing girl. But, yeah, there are some strange accounts surrounding Amy Simple McPherson. But you've got to peel back the onion and be precise in your analysis. So this is what I discovered about her. Even though she didn't have a huge formal education, she was a very bright and savvy woman long, long before the time where bright and savvy women were allowed to, to flex their muscles and exercise power. So that makes her incredibly unique and incredibly dynamic. So with limited education, she comes to California with nothing. She has this relatively old... Uh, not a limousine, just a, all, all cars were large back then. 
And then in, in, in well-done writing on the back of her car that she drove to L.A. in with her mother, she writes the words, Jesus is coming, which you can construe as an example of her being a nut or construe as an example of her being bold, sold, sold out for Jesus. I prefer to categorize her as being bold and sold out for Jesus. Now, she almost, she was converted to Christ, I believe, in Canada. And in the Canadian public schools, they worked her over with socialist, humanist doctrine. And she almost lost her faith, as did many children attending the Canadian schools. She almost lost her faith. And that had such an impact on her that she decided, among other things in her ministry, that she was a faith healer, but she was not a dummy faith healer. She was a sharp woman. She decided that she would crusade and campaign against the lies of Darwinian evolution from a scientific uh, perspective. And up until that time, because she came from nowhere, she didn't have secret funding, she wasn't part of a secret society, as some people say. She came to L.A. near, uh, I forgot the name of the park, is it Echo Park? It's in downtown L.A., which used to be a very interesting place. And there's a big lake there that used to be the site of the the, four, the headquarters of the four Square denomination at state may still be, and it used to be the site of the uh, giant, uh, very futuristic-looking dome-like shaped building that was called Angela's Temple, which she packed out several times a week, and the power of the Holy Spirit, and this will upset some people, but I'm not here to, to be, I'm not a politician, so I don't frame my words, my beliefs, and my philosophy uh, by asking the question, am I going to uh, upset people and then censor my words so as not to upset people? That's not what I'm about. I'm about telling the truth, whether you like it or not. Now, I'm not about lying. I'm not about being a propagandist. And I am about having integrity in the, in the truth that I communicate. And so what I discovered was that she comes to California with practically no money. She begins to preach the gospel, which she's been doing with her mother for, for, for years. She traveled earlier in her career to be a missionary in China, and she was a successful missionary with her husband. But unfortunately, her husband died of, of one of those plagues or something in China. And so she traveled around the country, and she had a ministry of what I would consider legitimate and authentic signs and wonders and miracles and healings. Am I saying that all of those things were 100% kosher? Probably not. But she had an amazing track record for performing the miraculous. And uh, because of that, she quickly caught the attention of all of Hollywood. So all 
a huge percentage of the big directors, the actresses, the stars, the producers, the studio heads, they would come to her church services at Angelus Temple and other church services on Sunday morning. And Hollywood was enamored by her because her 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 messages were somewhat the, theatrical in their presentation. Okay, where am I going with this? She was a smart lady, but she was true to the gospel. She what you know? There's a lot of people who are smart in terms of kissing the posteriors. I, I, you know, if that offends you. I really don't want to offend you, and I apologize if it offends you. And you know what? If that truly does offend you, write me a personal note at Paul McGuire Ministries Paradise Mountain Church and the reason why it offends you. And if if I discover that there's a number of people being offended, I will change that. I will be responsive and change that. But I'm trying to relate in the language of the day. But at the same time, if I hear from a number of people who are regular followers, and especially people who are partners with the ministry, I don't really want criticisms from people who have no commitment to the ministry. But I, but I will listen to your feedback. Okay, so um, she uh, won over Hollywood, and then. She built Angela's Temple, this huge, magnificent uh, Christian church in a dome shape that was giant, architecturally unique. And she built it right in the middle of the Great Depression. So I learned something from that. I, I, I traveled down to Angela's Temple one day to look at her relics to get a feel for what she was like. And she built Angela's Temple, and she built a denomination right in the heart of the Great Depression. And not only that, you never hear her critics talk about that, but she also simultaneously built a massive food bank to feed the poor, the homeless, and the hungry that that had set up tents and were living in the streets all over the Angelus Temple area. Now, what's interesting about that is here we are decades later, and in a circumference of of the land around Angelus Temple, there has been a rebirth of this massive poverty and homelessness and hunger and the whole thing. It's like it's come back. But Amy Simple McPherson didn't drive jumbo jets. There weren't any at that time. And she used the power and the organizational power of her church to feed tens of thousands of hungry and homeless and cold and starving and freezing men and women and their families, you know, several times a week. She had her gospel army, a spiritual army, feeding the hungry. And God, she was never worried about the money because God supernaturally supplied to her massive massive amounts of money so she could minister to the poor and hungry. And she didn't cop out by just feeding them. She prayed the supernatural power of God over them 
supernaturally delivered them by the power of the Holy Spirit, set them free from addictions like alcohol and drugs by the power of the Holy Spirit, rescued women and minors who were pulled into the sex trafficking industry of that time through the power of the Holy Spirit, and and the reputation of her miracles spread across the nation, spread across L.A., and Angela's Temple was packed, standing room only. People would have to wait often, many times, four hours standing in line before they could get in, all in the middle of the Great Depression and all in the middle of a homeless epidemic. Now, she was Hollywood's darling, but then she obeyed the Lord, not man. And she, from her pulpit, now you've got to understand something about Amy McSimple McPherson's audio pulpit, which was her radio station. I think it was called KFSG. And I believe it was the AM station that used to be 99.5, which is now an Hispanic station. Back then, if you owned a 100,000-watt FM station like she did, there were so few other FM stations in the L.A. marketplace that she could reach through that one FM station. She could blanket with a very clear, crisp, high-powered signal. She blanketed the entire United States of America. She blanketed nations, you know, like in Cuba and, and Mexico and other places. And the reason she was able to have such a powerful radio outreach is that today there are hundreds and hundreds of radio stations pumping out competing 100,000-watt radio signals. And what happens is all the radio competitors uh, and their signals are blocking the signals of people like uh, Amy Simple McPherson. So today, even though one of my programs, the Paul McGuire Show, was on uh, some of her stations, and I would have people you know, call me from Florida and stuff. But that's no longer possible because you, the FCC has broken it up into so many, many markets uh, that she can't reach the entire nation. But she had clear sailing for, I don't know, 60, 70 years where she could reach the entire nation. People from Florida would call her people from Texas, people from Canada. So her one FM 100,000-watt station reached the entire United States and had a major impact on the spiritual climate and the preaching of a biblical worldview across the entire United States. Now, what is interesting is that, again, she was a woman. She made the decision to buy this radio station. She did not sell it. Her, her, the people that came after her, and I'm not trying to pick it on, but they didn't have the vision and the business sense that obviously God gave and anointed Amy Sybil McPherson with 
because Amy Simple McPherson made all of her decisions in synchronization with what God wanted to do. And as such, God blessed her supernaturally. And her radio program and her music and her sermons reached the entire nation. And the salt was spread across America. Okay. But then she turned on Hollywood. She turned on the government of California, not in a, quote, anti-government way, but she began to speak out against the teaching of Charles Darwin's theory of evolution from her radio pulpit. And the reason she was so adamant about exposing the lies of evolution was she said in her own words that she almost lost her faith in Jesus Christ forever because the militant atheists were attacking her as a young girl and trying to convince her that that the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Bible is not scientifically true. And because of their lies, she was tempted to walk away from Christ and lose her soul. But God led her as a young woman to a Christian intellectual and a Christian scientist who proved to her, who educated Amy Simple McPherson, and proved to her that the gospel of Jesus Christ was scientifically true, spiritually true, genetically true, and historically true. Which, by the way, back then, I don't know, was that the 1920s or earlier? I don't, I don't remember. But, but by the way, back then, her biblical worldview, which simply means she had a scientific basis for believing in the Bible over, over science, her biblical worldview back then was far, far stronger and had more integrity scientifically and spiritually in its time than the counterfeit biblical worldview that has infected the Christian churches, the Christian um, theology, the evangelical churches, the Bible-believing churches, because this is what's really going on. You need to hear it, because you're sending your kids under great financial sacrifice. Many of you are sending your kids to be educated in Christian schools, but if you were really to do your homework, there's there, not all of them. There's some good ones. There's some faithful ones, but many times these Christian schools, these universities and seminaries and high schools, etc., are nothing more than wolves in sheep's clothing. And what they're doing is they're using scientific mind control, propaganda, social engineering, and other pseudoscientific methods to destroy your child's faith in the Bible by lying to them and erroneously convincing them that uh, the Bible is scientifically not true. And she went against that. Now, because she dared to go against it, all hell broke loose, and they attacked her. And uh, the remaining years of her ministry were quite difficult, because Amy Sibyl McPherson would not back down from preaching the truth. 
And I'm not saying this as uh, an excuse for her, but but I know some people who either knew her or, or knew her mother and father or whatever, and they told me that uh, this turning point in Amy Simple McPherson's ministry began when she began to attack Darwinian evolution and a unholy alliance uh, uh, raised up between the, the the gangsters, the cartels, the criminals, and the corrupt politicians. They conspired together. Uh, to take Amy Simple McPherson down, to discredit her. And they had a twofold strategy. Number one, they attacked her for her country bumpkin, in their opinion, a country bumpkin belief in, in uh, creationism. And they attacked her because she was an impediment and a blockage to the selling of alcohol and gambling, which was big bucks. For organized crime in California. Now that's important to know that back then and and today there are still men and women of God, and you know God judges people for the big picture perception. God does not judge people from the myopic uh, perception that the average evangelical and uh, the average uh, Bible-believing Christian does. The average evangelical Christian today looks at individual lives of Christian leaders with a microscope, ignores the volumes of good things that they do, and then hyper-focuses in on where they failed and then they elevate where these Christian leaders have failed, and then they give a false portrayal of their lives that leaves you with the impression that all of these television evangelists, etc., were crooks and charlatans and liars and everything else. And you, you may not like all of them. You may not like all of their styles. But it simply is a flat-out lie to, to, to label with a broad brush a further lie that they're all corrupt, because they're not all corrupt. Some are, some are, but not all of them. Okay, so uh, Amy Sippel McPherson was a very sharp businesswoman, very aggressive. So she owned, with her, with her board or whatever, she owned one of the most powerful media conglomerates, the most powerful FM radio stations in the world. She owned Angela's Temple, a massive uh, uh, church outreach. Uh, she owned all kinds of uh, organizations that helped women that were, were, were you know, struggling that helped children, that fed the poor, and she was a powerhouse for good. She was not a selfish woman. So, you know, you can have, you have a choice. You can hang on to your, well, you have a right. Let me first start by saying this. You have a right 
to to obey your conscience before God. And if you believe that any minister, McPherson or whoever, is not rightly dividing the Word of God and teaching error, and you can prove that by, by, by your examination of sound doctrine, then you have the biblical right to challenge them as long, or even exhort them, as long as you speak the truth in love. But you do not have the right to lie about them, make up fictions about them, and attempt to destroy their character based on lies and distortions. You don't have that right. So the whole story with Amy Simple McPherson is that to this day, there are different opinions on what happened to her. She went to the beach in Santa Monica with her mother. She told her mother she was going to swim out in the waves because it was a hot day, which she did. And then the next thing she, the mother knew was that Amy Simple McPherson was swept out by the tide and they couldn't find her anywhere. The police couldn't find her. The law enforcement couldn't find her. And they thought she was swept out to sea because those tides are vicious. I know because I had a child almost swept out to sea. Those tides are vicious. And when she came back, it was her allegation that the mob, the criminal mob that was in the uh, alcohol business, had kidnapped her and sold her back for ransom to, to her ministry. Now, I'm not her judge, but I would say this. When I look at the overall integrity in history and make an evaluation of any Christian minister, I evaluate the entire big picture. I don't just evaluate a myopic, microscopic parcel of the truth, and I don't make my decision on on partial evidence. Okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Be bold in the name of Jesus. You know, I'm not some big, huge fan of Amy Sibylman Pearson. Don't get me wrong. But neither am I am her enemy. But there was something about Amy Sibyl McPherson that intrigued me. Even the secular world loved her, not because she sold out, but because she was creative, she was an individual, and she was bold. And one of the things um, I said when I was ministering under an, an anointing of the Holy Spirit on Jim Baker's show a couple of years ago. I didn't plan on saying it, but it's just I get prayed up before I make media appearances or preach sermons at Paradise Mountain Church or whatever. I make sure I spend time in intercessory prayer. And when I was getting up there and preaching on Baker's program, I, I stunned myself, I surprised myself, because all of a sudden, like like a cannon blast from within me, I boldly but sanely shouted out the words that whenever uh, fear dominates the church and the church becomes afraid to speak the truth, that is an indication that the church is absent of the power of the Holy Spirit. And I said this under the, the anointing. 
that when the church is afraid, that is evidence of the boldness that accompanies the power of the Holy Spirit. And I thundered it over the camera, and Charisma Magazine picked it up, and other media, Christian media picked it up. And I was surprised I said it, but it was true. It was true. Whenever you see cowardice in the body of Christ, and Christians don't like to talk about the sin of cowardice, that Christians manipulate the priority of sins so they can cover their posterior. You know where that expression, cover your posterior, comes from? It comes from the historical account of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. When they sin before God by disobeying God's word, uh, and he ate from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, they were ashamed, and they were afraid, and they were, knew they were naked. So their humanistic strategy was they grabbed fig leaves and attempted to cover their nakedness with fig leaves. That means they attempted to cover their genitalia with fig leaves, and they uh, attempted to cover their posteriors with fig leaves. That was a man-made attempt to cover their shame and their nakedness. Now, God does not want us using humanistic methods to cover our nakedness. We're supposed to be running to God to be cleansed in his blood and filled with the power of his Holy Spirit. So when we sin before God by rejecting God and obeying the devil, we, we suffered a loss in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to repent of that sin, worship God, and as we worship God, God will supernaturally fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit. And then that verse comes true. Now, now hear the verse, memorize the verse, and live in that verse. The righteous are bold as a lion. We need that to be an assimilated reality among the body of Christ in America. The righteous are bold as a lion. They're fearless. So when we move forward as the loving, spiritual, peaceful army of God, fear should not even be remotely in our consciousness. We should move forward aggressively, and we should be bold as a lion. Bold as a lion. So out of our inmost being, produced by the Holy Spirit, should be a supernatural boldness, and that supernatural boldness should give us the power to destroy the works of the adversary, the fallen angels, and the demons. And God has given us that power. We have the power to once again regain control um, we have once again the power to regain control of our authority, of our rulership, over the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have the power and the authority and the rulership 
to once again regain control of the authority that we've lost. We come to God in repentance, we acknowledge our sin, and then we come to God and ask him to forgive us of our sins, and then we come to God and we ask him right now at this second to fill us to overflowing with the power of the Holy Spirit. When we do that, when we repent of sin and ask God to fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit, God will clothe us with power from on high. God will infuse us with the power of the Holy Spirit. We will regain our anointing of the Holy Spirit. We will regain our authority in Jesus Christ. We will regain our authority um, in, uh, in spiritual warfare against the demonic. And once again, by faith in the authority of Jesus Christ, we believe God for a supernatural infusing of the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we do that by faith, God will infuse us with the power of the Holy Spirit. God will infuse us with power from on high. And once again, we will become more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And when that happens, we re-enter a state of fearlessness. And we, we re-enter a state where the righteous are bold as a lion. The righteous are bold as a lion. You see, God's people should not be imbibing in a spirit of fear. God's people should not be running and hiding and devising strategies to lay low. Those ungodly strategies are all the products of humanistic engineering. Uh, all those strategies are the products of believing in humanism rather than believing in the supernatural power of God. And when we walk in the supernatural power of God, the fruits of the Spirit will once again, through the Spirit of God, be regenerated in our inner man and inner woman. And when the Spirit of God is regenerated in our inner man and inner woman, the supernatural boldness of the Holy Spirit rebirths itself in our lives. And then, and only then, we become more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So that's where we are. We're in the great spiritual battle of the last days. Now let's go back into history just a little bit. Amy Simple McPherson and her ministry. A lot of people don't like this. I don't care if you like it. You have every right to argue your position based on uh, sound doctrine an accurate interpretation of the Bible, and you have every argument to, to champion your position to the degree that your position theologically is based on rightfully dividing the Word of God, and that your position is based on uh, uh, believing the Word of God and and interpreting the Word of God accurately. So, 
In Amy Simple McPherson's time, many world events were exploding. We were we were in a time of incredible financial poverty, where the, the Great Depression was raging, which was a curse against God's people. And and to ordinary people who were building their lives on the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit as conceived by humanism, the church was lost. The church was damned. But when the church began to take its eyes off of money and banks and humanistic methods of of generating cash flow, and when the church began to worship the Lord Jesus Christ once again on the throne room of God, then it was at that moment God sent an authentic biblical revival upon his people, and God sent an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on his people. And at that moment, there was a pivotal change in the direction of the spiritual battle for America and the world. And the direction of the spiritual battle of America and the world can be summed up by the biblical term from the book of Acts, where it says, where Jesus says that the the church, uh, the disciples, Christians, are to tarry in Jerusalem or wait into Jerusalem until the Father sends upon the church power from on high. So this all-needed supernatural power, known as power from on high, began to be supernaturally poured out upon the church. And that transformed miraculously mortal men and women. And all of a sudden, mortal men and women began to receive the supernatural anointing of the Holy Spirit. They began to operate in signs and wonders and miracles and healings and the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit and so on and so forth. The table was turned in the spiritual battle, and as God's people were obedient to that, God began to pour out power from on high on his people. God began to clothe his people with power from on high. And so what we have is a dual dynamic occurring. God's people are being infused with power from on high, and God's people are being clothed with power from on high. Now, what this did in a synergistic combination of other, for lack of better words, other igniters of the Holy Spirit, other igniters of power from on high. So, for example, in the general timeline, we see the Pentecostal movement uh, in earlier years break out in Azusa Street, Los Angeles. Notice that it's Los Angeles. Notice that Power from on High is in Los Angeles with Amy Simple McPherson. And whether you like Azusa Street or not, you're going to have a serious intellectual versus theological versus integrity problem with it. Because billions of people were impacted by the power of the Holy Spirit 
uh, uh, release through Azusa Street. And Azusa Street not only carried the anointing of power from on high, but miracles, signs, wonders, gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the reintroduction of miracles in the church. Now, there are a significant number of people who don't believe that. I don't have time in my lifetime to argue this important theological discussion uh, into minutiae. I believe that it's important to speak the truth in love and argue this important, these important doctrinal differences and questions. However, there's been a whole series of events in my own personal Christian life where I wasted a lot of time on, for me, not necessarily for you, but for me, they were secondary issues. And that is that, for example, the timing of the rapture. I taught Bible prophecy or eschatology at Jack Hayford's uh, King's College and Seminary for 20 years, and I taught in detail, verse by verse, Bible prophecy, the timing of the rapture, and many, many other very important topics. However, my job as a professor was not to push one particular position. That was the request of Jack Hayford. I just honestly, from the Word of God, had the students read from the Word of God, uh, have them read the different uh, biblical uh, teachings regarding uh, the timing of uh, the rapture, the timing of the second coming, and things of that nature. And then through prayer and discussion, allow the individual students to make up their minds for themselves based on what the Word of God says. Okay? Uh, I did not attempt to propagandize, but simply teach the Word of God. Now, what I discovered is that a lot of Christians, admittedly, this is a very, very important topic, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that for a moment. But even though I taught on Bible prophecy and the rapture, etc., that topic, the timing of the rapture, is not my call, was not my call. My, my call is something different. I completely believe in Bible prophecy and that it is being fulfilled. But my call is slightly different. Now, Another area I noticed that produced endless Christian conflicts <clears throat> among Christians and Christian churches and ministries, etc., was the perpetual argument on the timing, uh, no, a per the perpetual argument on whether or not to speak in tongues, is, is tongues a gift that ended with the disciples? Is tongues uh, gone? Is tongues, in theological terms, part of uh, cessationalist theology where it no longer applies in the church age? And, and you know, all I heard was arguments and pride for decades over Christians 
who were not aware that they were proud, but were constantly stirring up strife and fighting over the time of the rapture. Again, it's an all-important subject, and it deserves a strong biblical analysis and a biblical defense. But my ministry is not to argue, and I'm not putting other people down, my ministry is not to argue about the timing of the rapture. So, I didn't move out of the debates and the discussions through fear. I simply moved out of those discussions and subjects so that I could fulfill my specific call from the Lord. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Okay, this is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. We're, we're going to be back in a moment. You, you're in a spiritual war. You must have spiritual weapons that are law-abiding and peaceful. You must have knowledge, which gives you power. You must have the truth, which makes you free. So, I am asking you to take a step of faith, because that's what it is, a step of faith. And I'm asking you to invest some of your money into educating yourself biblically and to develop a biblical worldview so that you will be more than equipped to be victorious in the spiritual battle that is raging all around of us. The best thing I can think of in terms of developing a strong biblical worldview is to read vigorously and robustly and to study the Word of God. And perhaps one of the best ways to do that is by reading books like mine, which give you a fast but accurate biblical download on the important uh, issues and truths of our time. And I can't think of anything that could be more beneficial to you besides reading the Bible by itself, but my books will help you break down into easy, bite-sized pieces the great truths of Scripture. So I'm asking you, uh, you need to, to receive power from one eye. You need God's anointing of the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to be set on fire by the power of the Holy Spirit and understand things like why the Great Reset is nothing more than a rebranding of the term New World Order uh, and a rebranding of the term Communism and Marxism. And uh, the Great Reset is Mystery Babylon in, in a new form. So, to make this easy for you and to make it affordable to you, I'm asking you to go to the ministry's website, paulmcguire.us, that's paulmcguire.us, and you can get a financial discount right now if you go to paulmcguire.us and order uh, your copy, while they're still in stock, order your copy of Power from on High, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. Order your copy of A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2. Order your copy of Power from on High. Order your copy of The Day the Dollar Died. And order your copy of Are You Ready? 
Are You Ready is one of the most powerful prophetic books I've ever written because everything in it has come true. And I wrote it 30 years ago. And it's like I wrote it yesterday. So you need to go to paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. McGuire is M-C-G-U-I-R-E dot U-S. Go to paulmcguire.us. Save yourself money now. And buy at a financial discount power from on high. Power from on high, I believe, is uh, up until this point the most powerful spiritual book I've ever written in my life. It was blood, sweat, and tears for three years. The book was originally 4,000 pages, which is ridiculous. Nobody will read a book that thick. But I poured my life into it because I wanted to equip God's people to be armed and dangerous in a peaceful way in the power of the Holy Spirit. I, you know, because there's, I'm going to be really blunt to you, because there's been so many lunatics uh, uh, preaching false doctrine in the name of Jesus, a lot of God's people have been disenfranchised from biblical truths like the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, being filled with power from on high, and other essential truths. Now, I am challenging you as your brother in Christ, and I am exhorting you that you can't even begin to win the spiritual battle until you robustly redevelop a biblical worldview and until you uh, regain the power from on high that God told his disciples that the Father would give them when they went into Jerusalem, tarried in Jerusalem, until the Father sent the promise of power from on high. Now, that wasn't just for the early disciples. That was for, I mean, my heart is exploding as I'm trying to communicate this truth. Every cell in my body is resonating on some kind of EMF electromagnetic frequency level. Not some new age thing, but the the God-given principle of physics and the God-given principle of science, which teaches us that everything in the physical world reality is a product or a manifestation of a specific numerical <clears throat> electromagnetic frequency. And that when you and I are in harmony with the specific numerical electromagnetic frequency, it is then and only then that we are resonating at the optimum power necessary to fulfill the mission that God has called us, which is to preach the gospel in the last days, to set the captives free, and to walk in miracles and sound doctrine, etc., etc. So, this is the challenge that we have before us. We are in the middle of the greatest last days battle for the hearts and souls of mankind in the history of the world. That's a fact. 
This battle involves not only all true Bible-believing Christians, but this battle involves our absolute necessity to, to be filled or infused with power from on high. Now, it is impossible for us to win the spiritual battle and to walk in power from on high unless we are first clothed with power from on high, to the degree that our body, soul, and spirit uh, synchronizes at the precise electromagnetic frequency known as power from on high, it is to that degree that you and I will resonate the precise mathematical and numerical frequency, a specific number uh, for power from on high, we will resonate that in the physical reality world to the degree that through our worship, the reading of God's word, uh, the seeking of God's face, we synchronize with God's power from on high. It is to that degree, now listen to me very, very carefully, to the degree that we synchronize mathematically and accurately at the precise resonant frequency, it is to that degree that we will win the spiritual war and overcome the angelic, the fallen angel armies and the demonic power. The, the victory is a corresponding victory. So I'm asking you, as your brother in Christ, God has supernaturally called me to start this ministry. God has supernaturally called me to teach on these subjects because these are subjects that scare people, and God has given me a gift of teaching these subjects in a fast-moving and simple way that will allow God's people to turn the tide of the spiritual battle. So, I challenge you to seek the face of the Lord Receive power from on high, be clothed with power from on high, and to the degree that you resonate at the frequency of God, that means you're vibrating both uh, electronically and you're vibrating both magnetically at the specific frequency of God, and God does have a specific frequency. You are creating a interdimensional and profound shift in the electromagnetic frequency atmosphere of what God is doing on both earth and heaven. And as this specific electromagnetic frequency atmosphere is resonating like a mighty generator in the invisible realm, it's cranking up all kinds of electrical and magnetic power that gives ordinary Christians like you and I the supernatural power to overwhelm, to overcome, and over-defeat the powers of darkness in every single battlefield. In every single battlefield. Now, in addition to that, 
you and I living in this physical earth reality world were designed by God, beginning with our DNA, beginning with our genetic code. We were designed by God to resonate and operate at a specific electromagnetic frequency. To the degree that we are obedient to Jesus and choose to worship in Jesus' name and choose to read the the Word of God and choose to operate in this specific electromagnetic frequency, to the degree that we're faithful to do that, God will release faithfully the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit. He will clothe us with power from on high. And the fact that we are projecting our beings, and we are beings made in in the image of God, the fact that we are projecting our beings, which are made in the image of God, in this physical world reality, and the fact that we um, are what the military calls force multipliers in the spiritual battlefield. And what that simply means is that in the, the military recognizes that in any spiritual battlefield, such as the aerial battlefield, the submarine battlefield, the naval battlefield, the psychological operations battlefield, radio communications and television and radar battlefield, the the nuclear battlefield. In every single battlefield, the military understands that modern military forces have at their disposal the ability to seek out what they call force multipliers of power. And what a force multiplier of power is, is when the military soldiers, the military environment, decides not to operate at a lower level frequency than it should be. It decides to operate, it decides to operate at the maximum powerful frequency available. So in the case of of Christians, and let's get this crystal clear in our focus, from the beginning of time, from the very first spiritual battle where Adam and Eve rejected, uh, no, no, disobeyed God, lost the spiritual battle, disobeyed God, and ate from the fruit in the middle of the tree of the garden of good and evil, from that first spiritual battle to all the consequent spiritual battles, like David taking down Goliath with a single stone, like Joshua and Caleb uh, conquering the giants of Canaan, and through the electromagnetic frequency, they saw themselves as giants, and they saw the giants as grasshoppers. That was an electromagnetic frequency transformation of the physical realm battlefield. Now, God wants us to be victorious. God wants us to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So now we're required to take the next step. This is the next step. We understand 
that military science and military generals have for centuries talked about what is called force multipliers on the physical battlefield. What a force multiplier is, is a technology, is a science, is a food source and nutrition, it is a any number of energy forces like coal, like gasoline, like solar, like radiation. A force multiplier is any uh, coherent combination of resources that when you add them together, they multiply the power of your military army and your military victories. So once we understand that from a military science perspective, it is possible for us to incorporate force multipliers, which guarantee that we can multiply uh, our power, our energy, our force and authority, it is then up to us to synchronize with the various force multipliers and become more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So, I would add, as a biblical Christian who has access intellectually and spiritually to an entire spectrum of power, wisdom, resources, guidance, armies, and many other things, as a biblical Christian, I have access to a plethora of an endless spectrum of resources available to me uh, anytime I want to use it, and to the degree I choose to use it by faith, I can activate the various force multipliers in the physical world reality military battlefield, and to the degree I activate the different force multipliers is to the degree that I activate dimensions, categories, resources, wisdom, knowledge, science, technology. It's to the degree that I activate an entire spectrum, which the military labels and categorizes at their military schools, they label it with this term. They call this activation and enhancement full-spectrum dominance. But you cannot access full-spectrum dominance unless you first admit and believe that those spectrums of power and resources exist and that you believe that you've been given the power by God, by faith, to access the numerous uh, areas of full-spectrum dominance. So, let's give you some examples of what can create what the military and the Navy, etc., are now calling super-soldiers. Uh, in, enhanced soldiers, super soldiers, or as the philosopher Nietzsche said, the ubermensch, the super soldiers. And the way that we activate the entire military 
the entire military battle and the way we win multiplied uh, uh, battlefields is we synchronize and tap into and drawn or draw down by syncing up with the proper electromagnetic frequency the numerous uh, full spectrum uh, force the, the full dominance of full spectrum uh, enhancers. So we can enhance full spectrum dominance. We can enhance in the battlefield, in physical reality, God's given us the power to enhance full spectrum dominance. So what that means is that let's let's this is where the the, 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 the you know rubber meets the road. This is where we, we, we take down Babylon. This is the way it plays out. Instead of locking yourself up into the perception that you're defeated, you're a failure, you don't have a lot of resources, you don't have full spectrum dominance, you don't have this and you don't have that. If you lock yourself in to a defective uh, perception, if you lock yourself into a defective full spectrum dominance, you have literally activated a death switch which literally sucks the power out of your inner human being. It sucks the power out of your inner human being and um, it pulls out the absolutely essential power of the life force within you that God has deposited within you by linking you up and synchronizing you with full spectrum dominance. Full spectrum dominance. Now, there's a whole, again, plethora of what we can term as full spectrum dominance. It's no longer the realm of psychics. It's no longer the realm of, of, of wackos. It's no longer the realm of the foolish. But the truth of the matter is, our military, through scientific study and technological application, our military is tapping into full-spectrum dominance in the form of accessing and, and activating things like remote viewing, which is a military potential which allows the military and its upper leaders and generals to access uh, weapons, science fiction, and futuristic weapons of the future, such as ESP, psychic power, remote viewing, the ability to psychically perceive your enemy's secret military bases, secret uh, missile bases, secret uh, plans. You can literally transfer your consciousness 27 stories below the earth, move your consciousness through a series of, of electronic bank vault-like vault, uh, vault doors, 
and you can expect you can inspect all of their secrets, their blueprints, and their game plans from the vantage point of taking advantage of full spectrum dominance, because you are now using military weapons of the future that that. Many people, because of their bias, have thrown away these full-spectrum dominance powers uh, because of their unbelief. Now, there is an uncomfortable buffeting and warfare between psychic power, remote viewing, ESP, psychic power, clairvoyance, and many of these other subjects. They are not comfortable fellow travelers. But we have to remember that beginning in the late 60s, our U.S. military began aggressive experimentation utilizing things like remote viewing, ESP, clairvoyance, mental telepathy, and many esoteric fields of study that actually produced results. But let's not stop there. Let's not stop there. As I write in my book, Power From On High, and I do a lot of study in this area, as I write in my book, Power From On High, Satan does not have a monopoly on full-spectrum dominance. The esoteric supernatural weapons of the future are not the exclusive domain of scientists that that have out-of-body experiences like Robert Monroe of the Monroe Institute, like uh, uh, many other scientists, Dr. John C. Lilly, etc., etc. It's not their exclusive domain. When we study the Bible as history and as science and technology, and we allow the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to clothe us with power from on high, we rediscover and ignite with a very powerful dunamis, dynamite power, explosive truth, which is this that. Throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, God continually sent on an ongoing basis the highest-ranking emperors, kings, generals, financiers, and emperors. God sent his highly trained, full-spectrum dominance prophets like Daniel, like Joseph in Egypt like Joshua and Caleb, like the apostles, like Jesus Christ, and many more. All of these men, because of their unique background, were raised to be out-of-the-box thinkers, and they were raised to understand and to be able to practice with proficiency the 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 military arts of full spectrum dominance they were trained in the usage of uh, of uh, remote viewing esp 
mental telepathy, psychic power, dream interpretation, horoscopes, and many, many other fields. In addition, God cultivated these men at a very, very high level so that they were able to absorb and utilize full-spectrum dominance, power from multiple dimensions, but without losing their fundamental faith in the living God, but without losing their supernatural power from the biblical and living God, but for not losing or surrendering or allowing themselves to be deceived supernaturally because they spent so much time studying demonic power, interfacing with fallen angels, and things of that nature. These men were, were, were very carefully sculpted and raised up by God to be authentic prophets, interpreters of dreams, super geniuses with enhanced abilities in architecture and mechanics and military science and organization and military warfare. These were exceptional men. And so they were able to rise to the very tops of their profession. But unlike so many Christians today, which God blesses and allows to rise up in authority and power, these men were God's chosen men, and they did not backslide. They, they, they did not uh, lose their faith. They, they did not um, uh, enter in deception and, and they did not lose their full-spectrum dominance. And so they were able to manage the dynamic tension between military sciences, military architecture, military science, military logistics, weather modification, warfare weapons, uh, archaeology, the building of pyramids, Um, a deep knowledge of the occultic and esoteric religions, but simultaneously without allowing themselves to be be depleted or defiled by the demonic residue or the demonic element of these uh, demonic religions. So that brings us to today. And that's why I'm asking you, you must get yourself a copy of Power From On High. It's at a discount, along with the other books at a discount. You can get it at a discount right now if you go to Paul McGuire D-U-S. That's paulmcguire.dus. That's paulmcguire.dus. And get yourself a copy of Power From On High. In that book, you will learn that God wants to teach you and school you and develop you into being a formidable adversary of the devil to be able to operate in full-spectrum dominance, utilizing power from on high, which means to be clothed with the power of the Holy Spirit. You will be given by God Almighty the ability to supernaturally interpret dreams, and visions, 
you will be given by God the supernatural ability to conduct high-level management, high-level administrative skills, and high-level full-spectrum dominance with, with a proficiency that's unrivaled. All of these things will be at your disposal. But the foundational principle, which is one that David knew when he confronted Goliath, it was with what Joshua Caleb knew, it was with what the Pharaoh knew, and on and on and on. The foundational principle is what Jesus Christ outlined in the book of Acts when he told his disciples, uh, when he told his apostles, and he told his followers that they, before they engaged in full-spectrum dominance warfare, they could no longer play church. In order to enter full-spectrum dominance warfare, they had to um, obey Jesus Christ, return to Jerusalem, which is where the temple once was, return to Jerusalem, and then they had to obey God by being filled or clothed with power from on high. Now, once they were filled or clothed with power from on high, they then possessed the all-important supernatural asset, which is called the power of the Holy Spirit. And when they walked around anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit, they were able to think on a supernatural level and a miraculous level. They would be able to do military planning on a supernatural and a miraculous level. They had a deep dive, thorough education in every tangential field of um, architecture, military science, political science, engineering, uh, and related fields. They, They had a complete comprehension on administration, engineering, and all these related sciences that would equip them to be the leaders of the future. So, we are now in the greatest battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. We cannot enter that battlefield unless we enter that battlefield in full anticipation of full spectrum dominance. And that full spectrum dominance is acquired by making ourselves available to power from on high, the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit, and an intensive download of knowledge of truth in uh, areas that are so often considered non-essential for pastors and ministers and Christians in ministry. I'm here to tell you, after studying the Bible for over 50 years, and you need to read my book, Power From On High, I'm here to tell you that that what has been relegated as secondary or, 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 or third area disciplines 
among God's people and God's leaders, such as diplomacy, administrative skills, engineering, uh, science, technology, etc. All of those fields that have been improperly dismissed by God's people have been a primary causative factor in the destruction of God's people in winning in winning spiritual battle after spiritual battle. The way we fulfill what God has called us to do in the earth before the second coming, the way we fulfill that assignment is we must regain and resynchronize and to be blunt, step up our game in terms of acquiring the supernatural power of God, as it is described in the book of Acts, as power from on high and being clothed with power from on high. When we do that, when we quit playing church, when we quit elevating stupidity, when we quit elevating uh, being a moron, and when we start to take seriously again the weapons of our warfare that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, when we re-engage with the supernatural body of Christ and we start to play hardball and not wiffle ball, God will instantly honor our spiritual commitment. He will honor our spiritual discipline, the, the switches, so to speak, of God's dunamis power will be turned on, and we will be flooded from head to foot. We will be flooded and overwhelmed with the dunamis power of God. Flooded and overwhelmed with the dunamis power of God. And that can begin for you today by developing what the communists, the Marxists, the Satanists, the witchcraft people, and all the others have developed. They have developed not the mindset of a fool, but they have developed a mindset which declares a militancy, which which says they have developed a take-no-prisoners attitude. So they're not here to play spiritual warfare games. They're here to take a spiritual no-prisoners attitude. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. You immediately, before we run out of stock, you immediately need to order a copy of Power From On High. And better yet, before they run out of stock, buy a case or a half a case of the book's Power From On High. And then I strongly recommend supplementary books that will help you enormously, such as The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, Are You Ready? Conquering the Matrix, Uh, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, and many other books like The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, and again, most especially power from on high. Together, in the power of the Holy Spirit and under the authority of God's Word, we can take back the land that the devil stole from us. Remember, this land 
was given to us by the biblical faithfulness of the Puritans and the pilgrims. But we, as pretending Bible-believing Christians, fell asleep at the wheel, and we lost the land. It's time to stand up and regain the land. Why? Because the second coming of Christ is nigh, and because the only way we can win the spiritual warfare is to have knowledge, which is power. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit and get yourself copies of uh, Power from on High and distribute them. Do a Bible study. Instead of doing, I'm going to be very honest with you, instead of doing a phony baloney, chunky monkey, irrelevant Bible study, where you, you, you restudy the gifts of the Spirit for the 1,000th time, all of which has importance in its appropriate time zone, but it is certainly not something of a high priority. Winning a life-or-death spiritual battle is certainly not a, a high-priority teaching in a time zone of a life-and-death struggle between the powers of darkness and, and God's powers. We need to align our, our priorities with the priorities of God. Our synchronization must be synced up with the synchronization of God. And the time has, is long overdue to stop this nonsense, and that's exactly what it is. This trivial pursuit theology, this imbecilic, and I'm not calling the Word of God imbecilic, but I'm talking about the totality of the curriculum. This imbecilic uh, curriculum that, that massages Christians into thinking that they can be apathetic, irrelevant, out to lunch, and powerless in face of the greatest spiritual battle in the history of mankind is totally, totally um, uh, displeasing to God on every level. It is time to take the land. Visit paulmcguire.us. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.